This is Agents Influence Podcast. Massive problem facing you and other agencies like you. Collecting payments related to the policies is very real for them on a daily basis. And I think as an industry, we're really just in the early innings of starting to transform into the new digital economy that most other industries are at least kind of a decade down the road a little bit further on. And so, you know, that's nothing but massive opportunity for our business and helping our customers transform and and take that journey together. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with me, Jason Cass. And today, I am here with the one and only Mark Ingalls. He is out of ePay policy. I know you've heard about him before because he's the CEO number one. And I mean, he's all over the media. I mean, he's the he's the hot thing when it comes to payments inside the insurance industry. But anyways, I just wanted to bring him on here. Mark, welcome uh, once again to the podcast. Hey, buddy. Good to see you again. <laughs> Sorry, I really didn't know how I was going to open up. So I just just let it go, Mark. Yeah, That's I love just it. what I, I did. Love it. Let's I just rest. Let, it, let it go. Yeah. But uh, so, Mark, you this is actually, I think, this is your third time on to the podcast, which is awesome. Uh, we kind of got uh, a good little rapport. I really like you. You're very down to earth. I know you've worked your ass off to get where you are. And I always respect CEOs that are, that are like that. And you wouldn't believe how many times I can't get CEOs to come on to these podcasts. Huh. I don't know why. I remember one time, uh, Reed French, the CEO of Applied, he said, the only way I'll come on is that we got to be able to edit it, you know, if, if something happens. Now, I was with Reed on this because they are a publicly traded company, sure. right? I mean, he could say one thing, it'd be on CNN yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful. And then they'd lie about it, but not Mark. Mark does it. Mark had, on the last podcast, you got to listen to he dropped three F-bombs. It was unbelievable. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to get him to listen, Mark. So anyways, Mark. So, man, lots going on with ePay policy. I'm sitting there looking out your window there of uh, Austin. Uh, New office space. Talk about updates. I mean, we just moved up here this week. So, same building. We just uh, moved upstairs because we're growing so much. We needed more space for all of our new employees. Really? That's fantastic. You're hiring while a lot of tech companies are laying off. We are indeed. Yeah, uh, we're having a tough time keeping up with our pace of growth and finding the the great talent to join us here. Um, As you can imagine, Austin's a pretty tough market to recruit in given all the other technology so. businesses here. So uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. Have you, found yourself, have you found yourself benefiting, Mark, from some of the other places that are laying off? Yeah, you know, we thought we would maybe see an increase in quality applicants for the openings that we've got. So we've certainly seen an increase in applications. We haven't necessarily seen an increase in the quality yet. I mean, my, my hypothesis is that generally with these big tech companies go through the layoffs, the first wave are the folks that were probably on the border of not being there anyway. And so they Good need to thought. cut they need to cut a little deeper before you start getting into the quality. So hopefully we'll yeah. see that a little bit more. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what? I'm not actively trying to bring on mass amounts of people from within inside my industry to actually have that thought, but that makes sense totally 100%. 
the people they let go first, they were probably the easy ones to let go. Yeah. It's like, well, we've been needing to let Jim go for a while, right? right? Yeah, that's um, right. And that's not who you want. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You know, payments is huge, dude. Oh. Mark, everybody's in payments. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, to me, it's it makes, it, you know, it's only synonymous with the reasoning why ePay Policy was one of the first indie tech companies out there, right? Because it's right. so needed. And now everybody's in the game, Mark. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, we talked about this a little bit the last time I was on. I mean, I've been around payments for 20 plus years in my career. And when I came across ePay Policy, I know I personally got really excited about the opportunity because the massive problem facing you and other agencies like you in collecting payments related to policies um, is very real for them on a daily basis. And I think as an industry, we're really just in the early innings of starting to transform into the new digital economy that most other industries are at least a, kind of a decade down the road a little bit further on. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's nothing but, you know, a massive opportunity for our business and helping our customers, you know, transform and, and take that journey together. So that's really what we've been working on here, you know, over the past several years. And, and certainly since I joined the business two years ago, you know, rounding out our suite and our platform to be able to digitize that entire process. And so at its highest form, really, you know, our job is to make sure that our customers, our agencies that we work with today, they can take any payment that their insured wants to send them and do it in as frictionless a manner as possible and take all of the data associated with that payment and auto reconcile it back into their system of record without having to touch it. So if you look at this journey that we've been on as a business and what we talked about a little bit last time I was on, Jason, you know, step one in that was let us take those checks out of your hands, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of customers still want to pay by check. Let us automate that process for you. And so that was when we rolled out Checkmate last year. You know, that mm -hmm. product's been in market a couple of quarters now. It's gotten great acceptance. I've heard good things about it. it it's it's been you know we it, the the market acceptance has been even greater than we had originally anticipated, and so you know essentially what we're doing there is taking the check, digitizing it with some you know technology that we built that's got some AI built into it by the way to be able to read the checks and the uh, the remittance advices and using those data points and the integration we've already got built into the management system to auto reconcile checks just like we do a credit card or an ACH payment. So that was sort of foundational building block one for us. And then our customers said, hey, this is great. Can you do the same thing for us on the financing side? Because we've got customers, particularly in the commercial lines, large premiums. We work with you know X, Y, and Z premium finance company, by the way, most of which are customers of mine today too. Can you connect the dots for us there, right? You're integrated to the premium finance company. You're integrated to my back office. Can we make this a seamless process as well? So that's what we announced here a couple of weeks ago is Finance Connect, where given the integrations and the relationships that we've got at a customer level, we're able to connect those two platforms, essentially serving as a middleware to exchange the data both parties need to be able to finance a premium. And so I think you know our take on this is to enable it to be easier for all parties in the ecosystem. So both our mm -hmm. premium finance customers and the agencies mm -hmm to make the financing uh, process uh, you know, as simple as possible. So what you will Mark, see- Mark, let's park there for a minute. Let's yeah. park there yeah, for yeah. a minute. So there's two different theories that you guys had to go through or two different, maybe more, but I'm just in my little brain here. Sure. Um, we either go all in 
and we do it all, or we say, here's the two people that are doing it now, the agent or the broker and the premium finance, and let's take this position where we work with them to complete it and make it easy for somebody. That's right. You had to make that decision at that point in time, right? And we're either going to go this way or this way. That's right. I'm curious. I mean, what was your reasoning for being that, the player you are, and how you did it? Yeah, yeah. So we really see our job in the industry as facilitating an easier way to do business um, and leveraging the assets that we've got, primarily being the integrations that we've built to do that. And, you know, one of the huge benefits that we've got of being in business as long as that we have is, you know, we work with over 6,500 agencies today, agencies, brokers, MGAs. Um, and then we also work with some of the biggest premium finance companies in the U.S. as well. So we've got mm -hmm. those deep-seated relationships where we can sit down at the table with those folks and have a discussion around, hey, how can we bring this to market together so it benefits everybody? Um, I am certainly not in the business of competing with my customers. And if I were to become a premium finance company, I would be in direct competition with some of my larger customers. So that, that our, makes sense. our job is to enable that for all the parties in the ecosystem. See, I wanted you loyal listeners to hear what was going on up there in that C-suite up there in, uh, at ePay, because it's important that you understand that, right? With, uh, with mobile apps, Mark, yep. companies had to make a decision that are making apps for us. Am I going to go directly to the carrier through the API, or are we going to go directly into the AMS system, right? right? And that's a determining fork in the road for them when they start that. And it's very similar to how you did it, right? It's it's, hey, if we're going to really do this, let's just create it all ourselves. Let's become a premium finance company. Right. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, sure. but you guys chose the other mindset was like, no, let's just do what we do best and help facilitate and connect those together. That's right. So, and, and a lot of our agency customers, right, when they came to us, they said, hey, we've got a deep-seated and long-lasting relationship with premium finance company X, right? Mm -hmm. they, they, we have a great relationship there. We work well together. It works well for our insureds. We want to continue that relationship. And so, you know, again, the market really told us the best way to proceed here. Makes sense. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. And you even started by saying that our customers told us that they wanted that, you know, and our customers also probably told you that they needed the checkmate. You know, it's like, right. it's like, yeah, we're doing everything digital. What can I do with these things to get them digital? So that's exciting stuff. Uh, Mark, since we talked last time, I mean, AI was just one of those cool words that we had just read about, yep. you know, and heard about every once in a while when Jason got on a rant or something. <laughs> now it's like hitting us in our face every yeah. freaking where. Yeah. I mean, what's going on, Mark? Yeah, it, it, it's so funny. I actually, I spoke at the uh, WSA conference in Nashville last month. And, uh, you know, I was talking about kind of trending tech priorities and in, in insure tech. And I think AI is one of those things that both simultaneously fascinates people and scares the hell out of them. Scares because the, of them. the, the op, you know, the opportunity I think in front of us is endless in terms of the things we can do to improve our lives and, and make business more efficient. And at the same time, right, I think a lot of people have in the back of their minds that the vision of the Terminator and the machines taking over the world, right? And, right? and are we headed down this path if we're not careful about the way, you know, we regulate and put some reins and boxes around um, how we let AI come into uh, what we do on an everyday basis? And so, you know, I think some of the things that we're looking at, you know, in our business, one, like I mentioned earlier, we've got AI built into some of our products today, 
right? So the software mm -hmm. learns, as an example, in Checkmate about, okay, this is where I'm typically going to find the policy number on these types of remittance advices from broker X or agency Y. When we get bills from the carriers that we help our customers reconcile through our new Payables Connect product, same thing. It recognizes the statement format and it learns that, okay, on this statement format from this carrier, this is where I go to grab the data elements that I need to reconcile these statements on behalf of the customer. And so that's where I think the practical use cases of AI really start to come in where you can build it into your product and make the product more efficient and so that it learns as it mm -hmm. goes. And then we're also exploring some ways that we can do it to help make service more effective for our customers when they call into our call center or reach out to us via email on concerns that they may have to help make our customer service reps get to the data that they need quicker to be able to mm -hmm. resolve those, uh, those cases. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. You know, um, so I've been big on this technology, AI. It, it's funny how we are, right? We all know we're human so that we just go immediately to fear. Right. right? Yeah. That's so we get that. And we have to battle that every day in life and everything that we do. But, you know, when you look at, I was reading a book and I can't remember what the book was. I think it was by Malcolm Gladwell. Anyways, he was talking about in Asia, um, how a lot of, there's a few religions there, one of them being a pretty big religion, to where they believe that um, electronics can be, or robots can have a soul. They believe so, that, that they believe that that's part of that. To, just to put it in a very simplistic American way, sure. that's what they believe. And that's why we have so many electronics and we have so many robots and so many different things that we perceive to come from the Asian culture. And in all reality, ChatGPT to them is the second coming of Jesus Christ. But to us, it is a Hollywood Terminator show, right? right? right. Yeah. Based solely on the fact that the Western world knows Hollywood yeah. and they are just looking at it from their point of view, right? Yeah. So it's really, really crazy. And then I also think this, Mark. So I try to use common sense as much as I can because I'm not very smart. I've said that before. I think as people together are better, right? We're better together as people. We're better together. Yep. I believe that we're better together if you're in a relationship, whether that's with, you know, I'm not going to sit here and go that, but in some kind of, of, of romantic relationship, friendships, right? That's better together. Yep. We're better together if we have dogs, right? Sure. I mean, to be honest with you, we're better together have cars, yep. right? All these things that we have and we utilize, partnerships, partnerships in business, like we, we have great partnerships that make us better. Right. But all of a sudden this thing, AI comes along and we're like, eh, I don't know about this, yeah. right? Yeah. That should tell us like the things that they enhance us. Now, almost every one of those things that I mentioned can have a bad side too, right? Sure. There's husbands that kill their wives and there's wives that yeah. kill their husbands, right? right? right. I mean, it's, let's be honest here. It's yeah. both ways. Yeah, yeah. But the vast majority of it is used for a good use. And I feel the same exact way here. 
And I also think that when we talk about putting people, this is something that has been new to me, Mark. When I think about, we have four blog writers at Agency Intelligence and we've now went down to one. I now have realized that they won't be eliminated, but, they'll be sh but they will be thinned. Sure. And this would mean instead of having four, I'm going to have one. And somebody would say, well, you're still going to, you're going to get rid of that one eventually. No, I don't think so. So here's the best way I can say it. And I, and I ran into this by accident. I yeah. have a designer on my team. Her name is Sarah Lynn, and she is a fantastic graphic designer. She's the most talented woman I've ever met in my entire life when it comes to this. Well, I start looking at some of this stuff like Firefly that's been made by Adobe and some other stuff that like literally can just create this stuff yeah. for you. But as I was watching it, I was realizing something. I was realizing that it, when Sarah Lynn goes to create images by prompting it, and I go to create images by prompting it, her images still look way better than my images do, right? Interesting. So the fact yeah. that she's creative is still transmissible. It still flows sure. into what the AI needs, yep. right? Yeah. So that tells me, okay, she's not going to be eliminated. She will be if she doesn't upgrade and figure out how to use the machine the best way. That's right. right? Yeah, I read, I read a really interesting study from the Boston Consulting Group the other day, and it talked mm -hmm. about things technology leaders should be thinking of as it relates to AI. And one of the points that they made in the study, which really resonated with me, was exactly what you just said, Jason. You're not going to eliminate mass waves of jobs. The skills required to do the job are going to change because you're going to go from content creator to content curator, right? You're going right. to have to be able to look at the output of the AI and make sure it matches the voice that you want to have in the market in the example that you gave in terms of marketing. If it's software code that you're writing, if the AI writes some lines of code, you're going to need to have folks there that can review it and make sure it fits into the broader product offering that you're right. building. And so I think that's going to be the biggest shift is people just being pure creators and are into uh, cre yeah, creators into curators as we move forward. Mark, I'm just going to tell you, sometimes I blow myself away and I'm, not, I'm just going to brag here for a minute, loyal listeners. I swear I didn't read that article, okay? But last week when I made my presentation for, what's today? What's the day? The 11th. Today's what? May 11th. Today's like, this week, my presentation I did for Vertifor yeah. on Monday at yeah, 11 o'clock. Yeah, you're this week here in Austin. I, I was in it. Yes, that's right. Okay, get this. This is, I have it on my slides, okay? And here's what it says. Before 2022, we were creators and builders. And in 2023 going forward, we will be reviewers, editors, and approvers. Yeah, there you go. I said it. I think Boston... It. Technologies copied me. They might have. I'm thinking they there might have. have been someone in, in the uh, audience. <laughs> yeah, they might oh, have. Oh, shit. Wait, you said you read this last couple weeks ago. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> uh, I thought I had it. Well, yeah. But we're in, the same, we're in the same ballpark. No, exactly. That's what I, that's what I started to realize working with Reza. Or, I'm, excuse, excuse me, Reza. Sarah Lynn. When I started re working with her, I'm like, well, shit, we're still going to need her. Sure. Her stuff's going to still be more creative than mine. That's right. right. So, yeah, that's so right. So it's interesting. But if you don't learn to use the tools, me and AI would be better than her, right? right? If she didn't learn it, but by her learning it. So I would say that there's going to be a thinning, but I also think a lot of people, just like in every time we go every 20, 30 years, certain people don't want to upgrade their skills, right? Right. And that's not necessarily our fault. That's just- That's right. Yeah. You know, that's right. That's yeah. insurance agencies, right? Not wanting sure. to- 
upgrade and get with the times and yeah and stuff good stuff dad good stuff yeah i got a couple things here all right this first thing here i wrote i can't even read it mark that bad. <laughs> it says schedules my i really cannot read what i wrote here the two things i do have below that though what are you guys thinking about like you guys talking up there up in the c-suite about crypto and blockchain and how that's gonna affect us one day thinking what are you what are your talks around that i'm confused i don't have a clue yeah you know look i it's funny. I mean, when you when you look at crypto and blockchain, you know, and in its origination here, you know, over a decade ago, I mean, a lot of people thought it was going to change the world. Maybe I'm just a dyed in the wool payments guy, and I've been around it for so long. Like, I don't think the current way that we take payments is necessarily broken, right? Like, people are comfortable with the means in which we exchange about economic value today, and so you know, as a result of that, I didn't see these big transformative leaps happening really quickly. And I think that's kind of what we've seen. Like crypto has really been more of a speculative investment mm-hmm. for folks rather mm-hmm. than a ubiquitous means of economic exchange. Like you can't walk into your coffee shop with crypto and buy a coffee today, right? Like no. maybe for some larger ticket items on an e-commerce purchase, you can use it. But by and large, like I haven't run into any of my customers that have asked me if they can take crypto for the insurance policies. Me neither. Right? So it's something that we keep an eye on. I think the really interesting potential use case for blockchain and insurance is around more interactive contract, mm-hmm. particularly you know as you look at some of the uh, insurance products out there that are tied to events happening and triggering payouts on events rather than just waiting uh. for the catastrophe to actually happen. So I think there's some blockchain technology use cases there that could be interesting. But, you know, as far as something widespread where, you know, an insured is going to be able to come onto an ePay policy payment page for one of our mutual customers, you know, make a payment using crypto. I I don't see that happening anytime soon. Anytime soon. I agree. I agree. You know, and a lot of times when we make these predictions, we can say it's like, you know, three, five, and it'll probably be 10 years. That is another thing going back to this AI. That shit's moving fast fast i mean it is moving fast and some of the things that we're seeing as far as the technology that's out there that's being used uh there's a company out there we're having a a meeting with them tomorrow we're going to the mastermind agency intelligence mastermind we're going to put together a fund and invest in them and they've built ai into the the browser so it's built into the ai chrome browser so everything that you're doing well, it can memorize it and learn it over and over. And then after a while, it can literally predict what you need. Or you can say, hey, take this data and move it over to this company and put it in there. And so when you start to really look at it, you start to go, well, that kind of almost eliminates sometimes the needs for APIs and integrations, right? Because sure. if we can move data from here to here, and then you start thinking to yourself, well, there's no way we've come to a world where we don't need APIs and integrations anymore. And then you think to yourself, you're like, well, wait a minute, APIs and integrations haven't been around for, I mean, they've been around for a while, but yeah. like the mainstream, right? And then right. you're thinking, well, is that, was that just the link that got us to where we need to get? And now we're going to go somewhere else and forward. So it's shit's moving fast, Mark. Yeah, fast. it is. It is. And for I- a CEO like yourself to know when to and where to invest and not to, has got to be starting to get a little bit tougher, you know? Yeah. I mean, certainly something that, you know, that, that keeping our eye on for sure, making Have sure to, that we're dude. placing the right bets. It's wild, man. It's wild, wild it out there. So anyways, 
Mark, I just said that's what I wanted to do. Wanted to talk about that. So you've got the Financial Connect, which is a new thing out there. Yeah. That uh, right? That, well, that was the name of it, right? Finance Connect. Yep. Finance Connect, not Financial Connect. Kind of the same thing, but yep. not really. Yeah. Of so, anyways, yeah. So the uh, Finance Connect allows you to be able to uh, work with your current uh, premium finance company. Yep. And then you facilitate that the payments between them, and then I guess settle it on the back end between the brokers and stuff. Or? Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, essentially, you know, on the checkout page, give them an option to pay in full, like we always have. I'm then offering the ability to go ahead and finance as well through their current premium finance customer or partner, provide the premium finance agreement, to, you know, electronically signed right there on the spot, get them enrolled, take the down payment, set them up for auto payment for the, uh, for the installments moving forward. And away we go. So I think, you know, particularly when you look at any e-commerce transaction today, people have gotten really comfortable seeing buy now, pay later options on the checkout page. They have. And, right. and in particular, in the current economy that we're in, you know, a lot of people are looking to maximize cash flow. And so, um, you know, one of the things that we talk to our premium finance customers about a lot is, you know, I think they're we're probably going to see a wave of folks who maybe historically have gone ahead and just paid in full looking to finance to conserve cash in the pretty uncertain times that we're living in at the moment, you know, at least until the economy starts to settle out a little bit. So that's uh, true. That's another good point, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Super. All right. Mark, appreciate you. Thank you very much for everything that you do. ePay policy, I tell everybody all the time, they were the first independent indie tech company. You can call InsureTech if you guys want out there. They're indie tech. They're made for independent insurance agents. I don't know. Do you guys do uh, payments for Allstate? We do not. Didn't think so. Do you yeah. guys do payments for the consumers we do so not. they can do business with us, right? So yeah. they can do business yeah. with us. That's yeah, exactly insurance. right. Yeah. So I got to tell all these people yeah. out there. They're not like, oh, no, insure tech. No, 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 no. ePay policy saw it before everybody else did. Now, I will tell you this. The ongoing joke whenever I talk about ePay policy, I say, doesn't it just piss you off that you didn't think of that shit first? <laughs> right? <laughs> like in 2009, I'm sitting in front of my commercial clients going, God, I wish I could take things electronically. Yeah. I mean, why did I not think of the extra step of saying, well, let me go find someone to help me make that happen, right? It, it, it's amazing. It took till like, what, 2014? Yeah. It was right, right, right around there. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's I mean, right here on the wall in my office is the original business plan that the uh, two co-founders mapped out of the lunch meeting that they had to, to launch the idea for the business. Because so, it was that easy. Yeah, That's exactly I mean, right. It's office. It's one sheet of paper, but it's, you know, it's part of our culture. It's part of who we are, right? It, it launched this whole thing. So it's, it's fantastic. That's cool, man. Yeah. Mark, that's cool. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Of course. Good talking to you, bud. Yeah. Well, listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Mark, and we are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com, check out what we do, because we do all those bad things that you can't do, really. And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. 
But if you can't do any of them good, or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.